At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to the Makers of Minnesota Recap podcast. We are checking back in with folks that we have talked to in the past that just checking in on their businesses. You know, some of these people we've talked to over 18 months ago, and my guest today, Chad Gillard from Midwest Pantry, uh, you were episode number 10, Chad, a long time ago. (laughs) It seems like it was just yesterday. Yeah. Oh, sure. It does, doesn't it? Um, (laughs) So much has happened to Midwest Pantry since we talked. It's hard to even, I mean, honestly. So, I'm going to let you tell the story because there's so many different things with Northeast Food District and you guys yeah. moving spaces. and Yeah, we're still trying to get Google to catch up to us moving spaces over to the Northeast Food District. But, yeah, um, we um, are just coming up on our one-year anniversary of opening the Northeast Food District, which is the first uh, dedicated food innovation district in the state of Minnesota, which is super fun and super exciting. Um, you know, we opened last October 1st, I think was our grand opening yep. with six production kitchens. So, you know, as folks grow their company um, through this, all these amazing startup kitchens or, you know, shared kitchen spaces throughout the region, you know, this is kind of the next step for them to take on their own lease, have their own space. Yep. And, you know, it's been super cool because we're, hel- we're seeing tremendous growth out of these companies that are buying into the, to the community of, of producers um, in the Northeast Food District. So super excited about that. So phase one was uh, the kitchens. We are... Um, Phase two is now open with our office building, which we call the Food Foundry. So we have um, City Girl Coffee has their Twin Cities office. You know, they're still roasting up in Duluth, but they have their Twin Cities sales team and training center and all that down um, located in the first floor of our Food Foundry building. So they're located right um, in the Twin Cities. And then... Uh, on the second floor, we have, we have our co-working space that's dedicated to the food industry. That's cool. Um, so what does that mean? So Do you fun. have, like, co-working space where people can office? Yeah. So offices, either you can, you know, rent for, you know, a year or even by the day or week. Um, we have, you know, just working space if you need a you're in town or you just need a somewhere to work besides your home or like me, uh, coffee shops. I just, you know, the amount of, uh, over caffeinated meetings I've had in coffee shops around <laughs> town. I'm so excited to have a place to, you know, have like a professional working, you know, setting um, but then it's all like food people around. So well, yeah. So there's got to be synergies in just uh, the ability to have all the like-minded people in your spaces. Totally. Yep. Well, you know, we do these monthly meetups all the time, and you know, we do them twice a month. 
and just the connections that happen by people being in the same space. And then now you're doing that, you know, potentially on a daily basis. Right, right. You know, so we have, um, you know, AURI is, has a desk there for, you know, a, there are people, they have a couple folks based in the Twin Cities, but they're bringing people in all the time, go in and out from greater Minnesota. So they're having meetings there. Um, so it's like a constant flow of people. We have tomorrow, I think we have the Minnesota Beef Council having sessions there all day. And then the Minneapolis Food Council is actually there tomorrow night. So it's it's already like taking off to be a real center of activity. And what's cool for me being from small town Minnesota, like even my parent, I can get my parents to drive there. You know, it's right <laughs> off the freeway, free parking, plenty. It's super easy to get to. So, and then when you get inside, it's these people that you know uh, that are willing to help you and and you know, keep, help keep your business growing. So well, and the super North, excited about that. The Northeast Food District is eight acres. Like it's all this yeah. land, all these production <laughs> facilities, and they've yeah. been doing some food, but you guys are really working with the developer to bring it sort of under this umbrella. And there's yeah. more coming. What about phase three that I just heard about? Oh my gosh. So exciting, right? Um, Local Crate is opening up their production facility. You know, they just went through the Target Retail Accelerator with um, Techstars. And so they're blowing up and wanting to keep their regional, you know, they have, um, it was great validation for us too, because they're looking for spaces all over the country because they want to stay local to the regions they're in and chose the Northeast Food District to grow their their Midwest uh, production facility. So uh, super excited to be able to work with those guys. They're, you know, we've been fans of them for a long time and just so cool and so happy to be a part of seeing them continue to succeed and grow. So yeah, that this phase three, this is the last piece of like, we actually have all the pieces now of what an, an innovation, like the, fancy folks out at Harvard would call and define an innovation district. We have all the pieces now. And then is there more after phase three? Yeah, we are working on, we're planning in the planning stages for phase four. So we're one year in, we're so far ahead of our business plan. It's crazy, but the demand from, and you do such a great job, like telling the makers stories. Oh, Um, thanks. It's been so fun to listen every week to your podcast but you can tell with how much food people you have on just how much activity is happening here in the state and it's being reflected in the demand for space and um, for people to grow so we're planning out right now phase four which will be a build of some more production small to mid-sized production facilities uh, for 2019 so folks who are who need or at the place in their business where they want their own space, they can handle a lease. What's really cool is that we um, have been able to lock in rates for, you know, three to five years, depending on and uh, what the use, you know, what the the producer needs, but then you know your costs because that just covers it off. So any growth you have is yours. So you can really reinvest. And that's been a key differentiator for, us in helping these folks is, you know, for the people who are ready to, to take on that next step, 
that's been awesome because they know exactly what their costs are going to be. No surprises. So how many um, kitchens do you, do you anticipate will be in phase four? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Again, it depends on the demand. Like you said, the Northeast Food District, it's eight acres that we can continue to grow into as the, you know, as there's demand from the community. But um, I would bet we add another six to nine kitchens. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because it seems like, I mean, honestly, I just did a call for makers on my Instagram account. And I I probably had 100 new people brought to my attention. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, like we have not slowed down. Such cool stuff, too. Like, that's what keeps like, yeah, there's always new people, but like, they continue to make the coolest stuff. I'm I'm always blown away by the ingenuity that yeah, for sure. we have here. And I love that they get, you know, you're in the same kind of business I am where it's like we get to show off and talk about these people, and it's it's so cool. I feel really lucky that yeah. we get to work with such cool people. And has this helped expand the membership base of Midwest Pantry, and do you want to just quickly remind people what Midwest Pantry does? Oh, sure. Yeah, Midwest Pantry is – so my awesome business partner, Zoe Glass, um, she and I met at a farmer's market in Minneapolis uh, over 10 years ago. And really, we just wanted, we were struggling to grow our own businesses and work together to, to try to get some traction and then realized um, in a very short time, like, hey, anything that we're doing together, we could bring more people in and could be, benefit all of us. So... Um, we, we, you know, our mission now is to make Minnesota the number one place to start and grow a food business. And this uh, Northeast Food District has been just such a highlight for our careers <laughs> and what we've been, you know, the success we've seen from the folks who have come in even just under a year uh, ago has been just the most exciting Beyond what we could have, right. you know, ever thought we'd bring to the table by starting Midwest Pantry ten years ago. How many members do you have now, Chad? Uh, we're we're over a hundred, um, and you know that's just the official members. And we do all kinds of meetups and things. So our we're probably over 300, 350 folks across the state, right? Um, and we, you know, our friends in Wisconsin and in the Dakotas and Iowa. There's always a few of those that you know, we'll let in to the party. Um, I would tell food producers too, if you're listening and you're looking for community and you're looking for resources and you're looking for shared knowledge and experience, Midwest Pantry is the place you should be. Yeah, I I appreciate that. And you guys do such a good job sharing the stories of the makers and talking about that. But there's more information on our website, midwestpantry.com. Um, the membership we try to make in, in all our events, our education and, and work sessions and things, we try to make sure everything is really approachable and affordable no matter where you're at right. in your business cycle. So our annual membership for an individual is 65 bucks. So you more than make that up by even doing one event. Um, you know, we're, we're getting ready for Small Business Saturday coming up in November. So, you know, a member saves their annual membership by just doing that one event um because what do you do on small business saturday oh man we have the coolest event um we call it the shop small holiday market and it's in st anthony village and we have about 50 makers um literally coming from all over the state um from mankato duluth they come in and we have 
thousand, fifteen hundred, um, two thousand uh, shoppers that come, and this will be our sixth year, if you can believe it or not. Wow. I can't believe how time flies, but this will be our sixth year at this location. We offer. Um, I work with one of the local um, gyms, and they provide childcare. Uh, so it's you know you can great. you have your kids with you. Great, drop them off, um, come shop. By you know it's a cool way to kick off the holiday buying season and shop local. We're doing a really big push this year for small businesses who give corporate gifts to either their employees yep. or their um, clients to come and come and shop the market. Um, it's such a cool, they're great gifts for corporate, you know, for corporate gifts. Yeah. So this will um, be the Saturday after Thanksgiving at St. Anthony yeah, Village. The 29th, yeah. Okay. The, wait, is it the 20th? I'm getting my dates mixed up, but it's the I Saturday think it's, after. Yeah. I think it's earlier this year, but you know, I'm never one to be a stickler about dates. <laughs> oh, it's the 24th. I, yeah, I'm terrible. I start just throwing out numbers. But it is. It's the 24th. I confirmed it. All right. Um, and last but not least, before we let you go, you have one oh, other yeah. thing. It's like you weren't busy <laughs> enough. This came on my radar. I was like, what is he doing now? <laughs> I know. I was, I'm was. i really hoping that I can get you to sneak away and do uh, – I started a company called Workaround. Um, and it's really aimed at small business owners who can't take a break. You know, work doesn't stop. They can't take – it's not that – you know, small business owners don't desire to travel. It's just they can't stop working. So, right. They don't maybe have uh, the resources to have the coverage. Right. So I organize um, co-working space and take care of all the accommodation. Uh, and we're doing our first our first trip uh, in October. So it's, we're doing a work around Northern Ireland. I'm super pumped about this. I used to – the only place I've ever lived outside of Minnesota – um, it was in Northern Ireland. So it's, um, we're super excited, uh, uh, to be going. We're going to take eight people, um, who want to continue working, but work in a little adventure. And you've got, I mean, it's so cool. You've got like a co-working space. You've also yeah. got, uh, some dinners lined up for spouses and happy hours and people can be as involved as they want. Exactly. I mean, the whole idea is there's benefits. You know, just like the Northeast Food District, uh, on these workarounds, when you're working, there's benefit to working together. But there's also, if you want to go off on your own, you know, I want to make sure that you get all the inside scoop so you can live like a local while you're there. So whether you're with the group or if you go out on your own, you know, I want to make sure that you are able to maximize your your experience. And um, yeah, I'm super I'm super pumped about that. We'll. We have a, you know, trip to the old Bushmills distillery lined up and a couple hikes along the Atlantic coast. It's just absolutely gorgeous over there. Um, and for me, even though I'm working, it's it's working at, uh, you know, you're in a different space. So it unlocks this other level of creativity um, that you just don't get when you're in your normal routine. Right. So... You know, I think the whole idea is be exposed to another culture, learn something new. And and I think, you know, you'll be surprised of, you know, the, the intangible benefits that come out of that. Besides the fact, you know, there's such a networking going on within the group that will travel, but also there's a community on the other side, you know, community of, you know, entrepreneurs that we'll be interacting with on the other side. So... I can't wait to see uh, what happens and 
and uh, if anybody is interested, I still have a few spots left to be one of the first eight. I have three spots uh, filled, so we have a few spots left, and that URL for more information is letsworkaround.com. And, and then you yeah. can go to Ireland with Chad. Heck yeah. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> you should come, Steph. I'm telling you. I can't. I already looked. I already <laughs> oh, thought okay. about it. I've got something else booked that I can't get away <laughs> okay. during that time. Um, but it looks like you'll have other trips, year. too. Absolutely. Well, my hope is after this first one that um, I can bring, you know, I want a family component to it. So whether you're, you know, if you're traveling with you and your partner or just you or eventually you and your family, that's what I want to get it set up for. So that's cool. I'm hoping for a, a family trip so I can bring my kids and wife over um, next year. Okay, because I'm leaving my kid at home, but that will give me opportunity <laughs> totally cool. to meet you the year after that and to plan. Right. You know I love well, traveling. I, I, I will have great suggestions for you if you don't have your kids. <laughs> it would be so great, too, to do one in, like, Croatia or somewhere, too. I can oh. maybe help you with that. It's so cool how many people are coming out of the woodwork. Somebody just, they're like, if you want to go to Lisbon, Portugal, I I am, you know. So it's been, the conversations that this has started has been really fun and cool. I'm hoping to do one um, to Montevideo, Uruguay next year. Yep. That's, so that's that one uh, is on the list for next year and that. All right. Is, uh, really cool one. All right, Chad, you are a delight. I appreciate all of the networking and co-working help that you've given me over the years with connecting me with makers. And I really appreciate revisiting you. It is uh, Midwest Pantry, Northeast Food District, and let's work around, right? That's right. You got it. Thanks so much, Steph. Thanks, Chad. to talk to you as usual. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. An F-16 pilot having hydraulic problems with his aircraft managed to parachute to safety as the plane smashed into a warehouse east of Los Angeles. Fire Captain Fernando Herrera. That pilot landed in the uh, March Air Force Base area. And, and what's in the base itself. Amazingly, there were no serious injuries after the plane hit the building. Alabama executed a man last night for his role in killing four people after an argument over a pickup truck. Tennessee executed a man who killed his wife. Reporters couldn't see the execution, but AP correspondent Travis Lawler says... We could hear sounds, uh, including a singing that uh, uh, Mr. Johnson's attorney says was him singing a hymn. Answering a reporter's question, President Trump said he hopes the U.S. is not on a path to war with Iran. Mr. Trump has dismissed suggestions that any of his advisors are trying to push him into a conflict. I'm Rita Foley.